like, oh, you're here. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Can I come in? <laughs> you keep going and keep going in your conversation. And I'm like, wait a minute. I need to jump in into this one. Hmm. Yeah, the wag, the tongues are wagging about our social media. If you guys want to find more information about us, you want to join the conversation. <laughs> well, you asked them to join the conversation. <laughs> this episode was produced and sound designed by Burgundy Sound Studio. Burgundy Sound Studio. Sound better. And welcome to Word Up Podcast. My name is Evie. My name is Bill. Just Bill. It is just Bill. I forget. I've been appended to just Bill. Yeah. Yeah. How are you today, Bill? I'm good. I had a very delicious <laughs> mug of warm tea that you just gave me. You recommended this tea, and it was, it was a fantastic recommendation. Would you a, like some more? A stellar, but no, I've had plenty. That's enough. <laughs> I don't want to misconstrue how much tea I can drink, but I've enjoyed the little bit that I did have. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad you enjoy. My you curate you curate good things. <laughs> I've never you've never steered me wrong with substances I can eat. I think that's that's you know people should know. I come to you for that uh, that experience. Definitely, yeah. it's on the record. Now it is. People know. <laughs> we can't pull it back. True. So, how do you feel about today's guest? Today's guest, I feel very warm and fondly for. I feel like we spent hours and hours speaking with this guy. So uh, I feel like we have plenty to talk about. And I'm interested in hearing his stories because this is uh, a life path unlike any I've heard about before. Absolutely. So let's welcome our guest, Kimo Kamara. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I am wonderful. <laughs> you talked about the tea and she gave me a coffee. So I'm like, <laughs> let me taste my coffee again. <laughs> you oh, need to have okay. a taster's choice to say who, who came out better here, the tea guy or the coffee guy? <laughs> I would say the coffee guy. Uh, yeah. Because now it's going to give me a lot of energy and I'm not completely, I got my caffeine. So that's the... You know, I feel cheated. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all, all about life choices. Yeah, I made, I made bad <laughs> ones. And they're, being, they're being revealed for uh, everyone to hear. Yeah, well. Yeah. So, Kimo, how are you still? I am amazing. <laughs> There's a sun out today yeah, in Amsterdam. I, Whenever yeah. we have that, it's like great. And I have, a, you know, just great coffee. So, yeah, I'm good. Life is great. I had a wonderful weekend. Fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to be here. Well, we are excited to have you. And for people who are listening and who might not know you, which is very shocking to me, because <laughs> I think like everybody should know you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Kimo Kamara, like you said. By the way, first of all, I'll put this one out. I'm a big fan of this podcast. Aww. So if you're listening right now, that means we are in the same club, the fan club, which is good. <laughs> Maybe hopefully one day you'll graduate and then you have a chance to be here and listen to yourself because I'm really <laughs> excited to be here. Having said that, I'm originally from Guinea. That's Guinea Conakry in the West Africa. That's where I was born and then grew up basically in um, amazing, amazing family. Maybe we can talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, at one point when I got to the university, first year there, I was like, okay, I... Um, I was thinking really big and how can I just be involved in the country and then the future. And then so I wanted to go outside and get the best education possible and then get the best experience possible. And then one day and I just come to Guinea and then, the, you know, like be at the same table and discussing the country, how you move the country from point A to point B. So it was really this clear 
innocent, linear vision mm -hmm. dream that I had. So that dream took me to the United States. And um, yeah, that's been 20 years ago. So half of my life, really, I've been outside Guinea, and then I did spend the other half in Guinea. So I went to the U.S. I like to say, like, I grew up in the U.S. because that's what I did my, all my education mm. there, and then uh, my professional career happened there, family life happened there, and then everything. So yeah, I started in New York City, was there for three years. And uh, at one point, I was, I was a little tired of being there, especially after 9-11. Mm. Moved to Minnesota. And yeah, I fell in love with beautiful, cold weather in Minnesota. And then the snow in Minnesota. That's, Brave man. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's a sarcasm, in case you didn't get that. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, that's like artisanal snow, though. It's the best snow in America. It's <laughs> exactly I mean, where you were. Is, yeah. oh, you go outside and then you just can't breathe. So you feel nothing. You feel nothing. You absolutely. <laughs> we used to do this just a sidetrack. You be at the apartment like this, you go outside on your veranda, you take the water and then you throw water and it just like, pfft, that's how cold it gets. Or you put your pants in the water. And then you go outside, you do like this, and it just become like this. Yeah, so that's Minnesota for you. But anyway, um, <laughs> I moved from New York. I moved to Minnesota and then did my, uh, my education there, worked there in the bank, banking for many years, and then went back to school, got my degree in the business, and then came back and then worked in the corporate world for a while. But during that time, I was always involved in the community building, mm. passionate about community building. It's part of my DNA because when I was growing up, that's all I saw my parents doing phenomenal things, how you can leverage the community to create power, just empower people and then create change. So I saw that and that yeah. was like something natural. So when I was in the U.S. and then when I started working, I was always the, became this bridge between the corporate world and then the community. So I would learn from the corporate space. I'll go in my community and then I like, leverage those expertise and yeah. also learn like a, the power in the community and then coming together and supporting each other, all these like aspirational idea and then I come in the in the corporate space and be like hey it's not always about you know backstabbing each other competing in each other it's about working together and supporting each other influencing yeah, each yeah. other and like that so that was great but five years ago we moved to to Europe we started in Germany because there was an opportunity we had there and less cold yeah my cold. wife and I and then um, our son at that time first kid at that time he was like a two years old and we like Let's go try something new. Let's go to Germany. What, what can be wrong with that? So we went to Germany there, and then uh, I learned how to say... Oh, I forgot all my German words. So. <laughs> I was going to try to impress you guys, and then I just didn't know where to pick it up. <laughs> Wiener Schnitzel. Yes, you have to learn that. Apfelstuhl. Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. I speak just a little Dutch. German. I mix all of them. So <laughs> I was in Germany for, for three years. And then after Germany, we decided that we wanted to move on. But we didn't want to go to the U.S. right away. Mm. And then I had this really beautiful idea to create this company called Omec, which we'll get into. But I felt I wanted to stay in Europe. And so we you know, did our due diligence and we felt like Amsterdam it's the right place to, to come in and do that. And uh, we've been in Amsterdam now for two years wow. working on this idea. So that's me in the nutshell. Nice. Wow. But you traveled a lot also. Like I was thinking it must be such a intense cultural changes moving from West Africa 
to US, back to Europe, which is also back to me, but I mean, like back to Europe. So it's like a lot of cultural challenges. How did you um, handle that? Yeah, it's uh, definitely like when you think about it, maybe something that's was really helpful for me, the fact that I grew up in this compound where there's so many people. My family, direct family, we have like, eight other siblings. So with me, like we have nine total. Yeah. And but in our compound, we had like, at one point at the peak, we had like 40 to 50 or sometimes even more living there. So like aunties, uncles, mm. um, cousins, yeah. friends from like school and the neighbor, like they all lived there and they moved there and they just stayed. And so I just grew up in this space. And so before even moving to the U.S., I had a chance to move to a neighboring country, Mali, mm. for a few months and I lived there. And then the, even the, that's culture, even though it's like, neighborhood country, but like you can see the cultural shape, right? Mm. And it's like a little different. And you go to the US, it's totally different. Yeah. And so you have to adapt to that. But I think being able to live within community and then at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Yeah. And so when you have that as your foundation, then you kind of figure it out. I think that was helpful for me. And then being a, you know extrovert as well. But yeah, you go to the US, you go there, it's like, yeah, oui, 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 je parle bien français. And you get there, they're like, oh, that's so beautiful, but I don't speak French. I speak English. So you need to learn how to speak yeah. English. Oops. And so like, you navigate there, you learn and you become American, you have like that whole culture, and you pack your bag, you go to Germany. And so you mm. look at Germany and in America, it's like you're coming from this wild, wild west, mm. and then you just like this formal follow the rule the red light stop the train doors <laughs> closed don't put your hand there you know just do what the law asks you to do it's like just so, so formal so you learn how to adapt there yeah. and then i make that home and then you come to to the netherlands from germany they're like well in the netherlands the law is made to be broken so like it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's a suggestion <laughs> yeah it's a suggestion like yeah. red light it's a um, suggestion so yeah it's kind of it's we I usually make this joke. I have uh, three kids, and they were all born in three different continents: one in Africa, one in the you know in the U.S., and one in Europe. So, yeah. it's just yeah, it's beautiful traveling around and then living in different places. Why the thing that you learn is priceless. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. So you you know the idea that you know some people leave home, some people don't leave home, and I don't just mean leave home. I'm saying leave the culture and the you know that they, they came from. And uh, some people get f somewhat far, but some people go very far from where they come from. So, I mean, you launched very far from where you, you know, culturally, geographically, that's bold to me. You know, I wish I'd had that sort of boldness when I was the same age you did it. I'm curious, like, what preconceived notions did you have of America? What did you think that it was going to offer you? Was it the fact that there was a series of um, options on the ground with no definite goal at the end, the possibility that you may be able to go somewhere far? Or did you have the idea that I know what the goal is and I'm going there to grab that goal? Yeah, yeah. for America, it was totally clear. I had this vision, like really clear, that linear thinking I mentioned earlier. Mm. Because when I, growing up in Guinea, like I had always a question about this governance there, right? Like there was a bad governance. And so, I mean, if you think about 20 years ago, like the whole continent really, like there was like so many dictatorships, like it was like prevalent. Um, but now it's almost, they're almost all gone. And there's a different form that's happening now, but like 
that really beautiful classic direct dictatorship like that's not hiding was existing at that point. There was that, but also on the flip side, you could see that these institutions were coming there and they were now like always having the best interests, right? And so for me, I grew up in that environment and I'm like, I have to go outside the country and learn the same place where these people are learning to come and take advantage of us. So that vision was really clear. I wanted to go to the state to learn that. And then for me, you know, U.S. was the best spot if you want to learn anything about capitalist system. Um, so that was like, that vision was extremely clear. But at the same time, too, you watch the, the movies and it's like something called the American Dream. I don't know if you ever hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you put these two together. I'm like, man, my life is like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I go to the America, I'm going to Harvard. I mean, get out of Harvard. I mean, at that time, you're so smart, like a young, you're driven, like you don't see, like, I can, there's nothing that can stop you, right? And so when you had the chance to go there, so that was like really clear. And you get there, there's like in that equation, there's a lot of things that you forgot, right? English being one and then learning how to, you know, speak the language, learning Harvard is not cheap. Like you have to pay money and then you have to actually work and then you actually have a paper to work and then you have to pay rent and you have to do this, 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 this. So there's all these challenges. But before going, you don't, think about all these challenges like this, right? So that was the case for America. And then now I was in America and for all this year, overcame all these challenges and then became American, right? Build a family there and a community, a thousands of like network. Then within that, then you kind of become, this is home now, right? And then you basically home, meaning like you have this comfort zone that you like build. Mm. And now you have to leave all that behind you to go in somewhere. And that's the harder part. That's like really, because I, I had a good job. Like a company that I used to like work out, really love it there. No problem. I still can say that today. I was extremely involved in the community there, in so many different community, community buildings and all that stuff. I had friends. I was like really active in the, in the, you know, the society there. And all this, I mean, it was like so hard for me even to announce it to people. Um, to tell them like we are living, it was just extremely hard. I realized there's like so many people that I actually didn't tell them. And it wasn't into like move here. And a few months later, we started talking. They're like, dude, you, how dare you move without telling us? Like, so it was, it's really hard. But I think it does help to have a partner too that understand that because I was already married and we had a kid and then a two-year-old. That's what the people are like, no, I can't. Well, I need to build a family. I need to build, you know, my family. I need to have like all the financial mm. safety and the safety net and then all that thing. We can. We have a kid, a two-year-old. Like, you think about that, you never move. You, it's never going to happen. But yeah, I think uh, also being a person of African descent, like if once you're able to move and then go to places and then make it there, like if I was, when I was able to move to Guinea and then make it to the U.S., made it to New York, you know, like, you know, if you can make it to New York, you can make it anywhere. And so it kind of gives you that confidence, like, oh, Germany, is, there's nothing going to happen to me. I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful to, for people, but. I was also wondering, uh, since you moved so much, and like, how do you, I didn't, like, what, what is home for you? Wow, that's a beautiful question. I think... Let me give you this example. When I first moved from Guinea to the U.S., I was like, I'm a Guinean. 
it doesn't matter like how long I'm in the U.S. I have American passport. I would never say I'm a Guinean. Period. Hundred mm. percent. And I remember um, Iraqi war happened, right? And there was a, this Iraqi American girl that went to Iraq and it was reporting. She was a reporter. And she was born in America. She, oh, that's what she knows. And then she called herself like American. Mm. And I was so mad at her. I'm like, your parents are Iraqi. Like, you are Iraqi. You can't go there. And so I had that mindset. So home was really Mm -hmm. fixated in my mind. And so this is the beauty of traveling. Being in America for that long and then being part of the culture, like the contribution that I was making to the society there, having my kids there, it kind of created this sense like, this is really home. I may never go back to Guinea. Right? I may pass away here. Yeah. And so I don't know like when I'm gonna die. And I'm here, I'm contributing to the society. I'm helping people. I'm building community here. So my it completely started changing my ideas. Like my vision still was a really linear, right? I'm going yeah. to I'm going to America and I'm learning this thing. I'm coming back to Guinea and I'm working the government and doing that. Then I started realizing, wait a minute, my Guinea is this space. There <laughs> are actually Guinean people that live here. If I'm not able to build a community for them and then apply the mindset that I have here, what am I going to go do there? Maybe I go there and fail. So like if there's a 10 Guinean here, how about I start bringing them together and then apply the same mindset to them here? Mm. Then we have our Guinea here. So it completely started changing my mind that way. And so that became, I started accepting the, the idea of home. And that, that actually really fostered this idea of a community building for me. Like, community is home. That's where you're living at. If I go to Guinea tomorrow, I'm going to pick it up there and then do the same thing there. So when I came to Germany with that mindset, I mean, after having thousands of people like living all these things, it was hard to live in Minnesota. Mm. But I came to Germany, I'm like, I didn't know anybody. I was like, where do I find my people? <laughs> right? And then I literally, I was like, where do I find my people? And then like the relocation people, I'm like, where is the mosque? Where's the soccer field? I want to go to the soccer field. I'll find a black guy there playing, and then <laughs> boom, like it happened. And literally, my wife would tell you this. We were walking around. When I got to Germany, I didn't know anybody. We were living like in the far suburb somewhere, like completely isolated. And one day we went to the restaurant, and I saw three African guys sitting there. I just walked to them, and I'm like, we started talking. They're like, oh, they're from Cameroon. Start speaking French. And it was just so cool. Like we knew each other like a long time. And like, start making this joke. And my son came, Baba came in, and then they start playing with him, and then, like, he's calling them uncle. I'm, literally, I met this guy, like, five minutes ago. <laughs> and we exchanged a phone number, and I kind of joined that network, and it just became this thousand of, like, network, and it just built that community there. And I just completely brought all the experience that I had in the U.S. to that space, yeah. in the community building. I kept telling them, what if we do this? What if we do this? We start doing that. Like, you guys, this, and then, like, I just became an integral part of that community there. And also I was going to school and it was an international school. And then I was like, brought all these people from like China. Like I have no idea. I've never met a black person before. I've never met a Muslim before. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, China had like this really negative thing. And it's like, I started bringing these people. I'm like a Muslim. Like, do I look like any? So like it kind of created this really community. So that's home. Yeah. So for me, like home is where you are. It's like literally. And that's, 
now that I think about it, like it's been like a really fundamental part, like why I'm building community, why I'm so involved in the community building. And if you have that mindset, it makes life so much easier because when we move here, people that I connect with, that's my life here right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I have it tomorrow, oh. right? So like this conversation, what is happening right now, this is life for me. And so Omec is like that community, that's home. When you, you know, just like the other place, when you get there, then it's like become home. So yeah. that's my shortest answer to your question. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Let me know if you want the longer version. But. <laughs> Well, Kimo, since you brought up OMEC, let's talk about OMEC. Tell yes. us a little bit about what you do, my friend. All right. So if you have never heard of OMEC, I'm sure you're saying like, man, that name is like so beautiful. Where does that come from? What does that mean? Uh, let me tell you, now that you ask me about it, OMEC basically means chemo backward. And what it is is that if you like think about my story, like I grew up in like the family and then went to the US and then the idea of home and the community organizing mm -hmm. and then moving like around the world in places. And so with that whole personal experience and then being a professional for African descent as well, understanding the challenge that I had to go through to like school and then get to the dream, like my you know, vision of working in the corporate environment and all that. And how do you make your way around there? And also when I was in Germany, I did my uh, master program in development economics. Mm -hmm. And so I did like this thesis about the African diaspora professional. So that whole things that I had together, it gave me this idea, this space, this data, this information of I, as a chemo, as a professional for African descent, I wanted to create a space. I wanted to have a space where I could easily find other like-minded people like me, mm. right? People who understand the struggle that I go through. People who share the unique bicultural, professional, and bicultural for African descent. People that share my values, my vision, that I didn't have to explain. That community that I can find instantly in the space wherever I go. So I wanted to have that space. Yeah. So when I move from US, I go to Germany, the space is already there that I can just come in and be part of it, right? Yeah. And I move from like a Germany to Amsterdam, I wanted to have that space where I can find those people and it make it much easier. And I couldn't find that. And so that's what I want. I was like, that's the idea of Omec. I want to build that space where as a professional of African descent, talent of African descent, bicultural of African descent, you can easily find people that share that unique identity with you. You can find people that have this shared value with you. And you can find people that have the passion and the determination to create the change that you want to see in the world. So that's OMEC, we're creating that space for ourselves. But it will be a, a very professional space. Yeah. Like a, think about LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not LinkedIn, but like think about that concept of you can have a professional digital space where you can find any professional of African descent anytime, anywhere. So making connection and, you know, access and visibility to each other extremely easy. That's the first step. The second step now, how do we create a physical space where you, you can meet someone online and yeah. then at the same time you can come on the physical space and then connect with them then, yeah. right? And then so like this is a place where we really build trust. Um, so that's the ecosystem, like I really want to solve that environment. And at the same time, 
how do you bring in people who believe in the same value, right? They might not be African descent, they might not be um, from, have nothing to do, but like they believe in that value, right? Yeah. So how do you, so it's also, I don't like so much the term allies, because that's been so used, but like people who believe in that, yeah. like they might not be African descent, but like they believe in the vision and the thing that you don't, especially that change. Yeah. Because that's a new way going forward. Like we have this concept of being like, I'm a you know, minority, like whether you're African descent, whether it's like an older brown or like a female or like, you know, LGBTQ, like if, once you feel like a minority, then you know how that feels. Yeah. And then so everybody's asking for equal access to opportunity for us building OMEC is a space to create, to solve that problem, to create that solution. But before you do that, we need to find each other. We need yeah. to start talking to each other. We need to start engaging. We need to start collaborating. And then we need to start empowering each other. Once we do that, then it become everything else becomes easier. Yeah, That's wonderful. the space. That's yeah. OMEC. What a cool company, right? Yeah, it's a very cool company. And it also sounds to me that it's yeah, it's the the values that you have they are quite universal. So it's it's really easy to be, even like for a person like me, yes. to 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 be involved in that and to join and to feel motivated. That's exactly the point. Like the values, and these values really stem from like I said, my personal experience, and I know the challenges that all make. Like I have as a professional for African descent, it's just like building. A solution based on that. Like if you look at, as I mentioned earlier, I grew up in the family, in the compound, there was like a people from everywhere, right? Yeah. And the, that that's a beautiful, a beautiful human technology that was going on there. Because in that compound, you have like an all ages, age group, mm -hmm. and everybody has a responsibility, but also a role that they play. And then some people like myself are like, just making sure everything I had a sense of humor, so I was making everybody laugh and I was playing and you just bring it like, you have like a bigger brother, all the brothers that's there to guide you. Yeah. So everybody have this sense of responsibility and a support system. You can rely on the group anytime to have your back at any moment. Yeah. And so that this environment. And so Omek is going to be that space. Omek is going to be the space where everybody comes in. It doesn't matter where you are on your path, yeah. but we all have this shared value. We already believe in this. And this is a universal, like a human technology that we're talking about. And I think the society at one point is being so much more focused on this individualistic thing. And so you're like, yeah, like I want to succeed. I, you know, I, I want to succeed. I want to succeed. I want to succeed. And you think about that and it's like, well, me first, me first. Mm -hmm. And then you, then you find yourself become an executive in somewhere. And then you're like so lonely and so depressed and it's so, you know, isolated. And then, so we want to figure out like, we understand the challenges that we're going through. So like this, again, it's a human thing. This is a really mm. human concept that we use in the human technology that we want to build with OMEC. And now, how do you use like any other technology that exists today yeah. that's not human technology, like, and then building the digital space and then all this digital technology. When you mirror those two together, man, the sky's the limit. Beautiful. And then it also sounds like a safe space to try your skills to sort of use it as a sounding board as well for feedback. So that's also super nice, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And then it's like even inspirational aspect of it too, right? Like there's so many people, we're targeting a group of people like a talented, like myself, when I first came in to the US, I have this energy. I was like so smart at school and always in the top. Like, so that's what I felt like I can take on anybody. I can go to Harvard. You can't stop me. I just want to start. I'm, 
I love school. I had this energy, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you also have the people that's been, that went through the same path like 10, 15 years ago, and now they're working in like a really big companies and, and everything. So like if you look at the gap, like me who's coming really fresh and then someone who's done a 15 year and then in the between. So if you bring all these people together, if I see someone who's done it and is got there and I have the connection with them and then they're talking to me and then they're telling me A, B, C, D that you need to follow, I'm so inspired. Like mm. that inspiration and being around people that who's done it, seeing them and doing it is helpful. And then people in the same level you know, just giving each other, supporting each other, talking to each other. That environment space doesn't exist yeah. uh, so much. That's what we want to create. And it's, a, it's a, like I said, the human side. Like you don't have to be really a professional of African descent. This is a space. If you believe in this value, come join us. Let's yeah. make it happen. Let's create the change that we want to see. And I really like how you went to US to experience capitalism and you came out actually trading human capital in a way. <laughs> And valuing the human part of all that, of the because success is nothing if you don't have the human experience, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then when I was in the U.S., yeah, I went there to learn all about the capitalist system. I remember when I started working at the bank, when I got my first promotion as a manager, I had absolutely no technical skill at that time. Mm. I was just promoted there, right? But I quickly became one of the best managers there not because I had the technical expertise, but I had the human skill. Yeah. And so I leveraged that human skill. The people that used to work for me, I just level with them as a people and then try to understand them and then have the conversation with them. Yeah. I think it's really great, like, how you can manage that. Yeah. Like, so, admitting that, like, I don't know this, show me, or... Absolutely. Oh, just meeting people where they are. I think now they call it leadership, but it's always been like a human, you know, that yeah. human technology. So I, I having that background, I mean, at one point I was like managing someone or the, a couple of people who, when I first started working there, they were like my, they were like a co-manager, assistant manager. I was like, they were teaching me and then they were my manager. The way I had to deal with that challenge is, it's like just having a conversation, like a long conversation, sit down with them and then just treat them as a human. So when I realized that and then I feel like, okay, like that human technology, when you have that, yeah. and then I started having the technical knowledge, expertise. Yeah. And so now like I'm able to manage people with the human side, like the, and then I have the technical part. So it just became even more, I think that's the beauty of it. And then so if we can foster a space outside a workspace, a community where there's a sense of belonging that people have that mm. and people supporting each other, people growing that way. And if they come in the company and it's like any company that hire these kind of people and it's just going to be successful. And that's the future we're going in. If you talk about the future of a workforce, right? This is it. So like, yeah, we need to bring that human technology back. It's just, AI is not, it's great. It's a tool at the end of the day. It's a mean to help us get there. Mm. And so if you combine AI with the human technology, that's the future. Um, so that's the next level there, but bring in that. So on the human technology tip, you know, the first time you leave Africa, you come to America, you're by yourself. You're a one-man project. Now, by the time you come to the Netherlands many years later, you have a different uh, portfolio. You have your own human technology. Like your, uh, the amount of complexity that you've had in your life has increased with the amount of the addition of family members. So you're, uh, you know, you're moving around, which you have a, a rec track record of doing, but it must get very complicated to do that, to reset up in another place when you have more and more children to reestablish 
every time you do this. So, I mean, what's that like? It's totally different for sure. Um, going to New York, like you were saying, um, it was just me and me and myself. So it was me and my dream. So it was much easier to like deal with it. Now you have like more people involved, right? I think what's made it really easier is uh, my having a partner that's really in the same level or maybe even more so. Because that's always, it's not always like beautiful and simple and then easy. Like there's a challenges that's going to come with it. But depending how do you view that challenge, how do you think about it and then how do you handle it? So if you have someone with you that's going through the same challenges and you are on the same page, it makes life much easier. But if you're not, it will be really hard to overcome because challenges come with it. The family part comes with it. Like you both dealing with the new thing that you set of environments, set of circumstances that you don't know, have to navigate and you have to figure it out. Um, so my first thing would be if you want to do something like this, it's extremely important to like sit down with your partner and be on the same page or at least have a communication plan. Or mm -hmm. if this happened, how do we handle it? What's the timeline? What is the, you know, all these things like have that. And then also second part, like be open-minded. Like we are going to go into this environment. We don't know what it is going to be. And then it may be told, we might have all this, like read all these things online and things. We get in there, it could be totally different. How do we handle that? And I think also that's, uh, that's been the secret for us. Um, so that's why when we went to Germany, again, like German system was totally different from American system. But we'll figure it out. Like some days we'll be like, oh, today is beautiful. Like everything went fine. Everything we wanted, like it's just perfect, great. And then another day will be like a challenge. This is like a challenge day. And then so when we call it that way, and it's like, what happened to you? What happened to you? Oh, this is like a really amazing challenge day. And it was just become a joke. Yeah. You know, like we just turned these things like, oh, was only two that happened? And then it just became like, <laughs> this, is, this is Germany. Like, this is Germany. It's like it's so funny. You have no idea how this happened. So you kind of like completely flip it around versus sitting and being so mad and... I really so, yeah. like that, like celebrating uh, challenges and failures, maybe. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So it's just having this name, like we just did that and it was working for us. So, yeah. And your whole family is involved in Omek now. Yeah. Omek <laughs> has become a family <laughs> affair, right? So my wife is, uh, she's my co-founder, but she doesn't like to say that. But she's uh, the brand director, the brand lead. So everything that has to do for Omek brand and design and she does that. And uh, me basically being the, the CEO and then the business side of it. But the kids mm. now are like, this is something we wanted to pass it to them. Yeah. And because they were born, they are born in the West and they don't have that culture that I grew up with right. back home. That family collective, I've, I've seen that. It's part of my DNA. I saw my parents happening. I witnessed that. But they don't have that. Or they don't take the us and then the friends. And so we wanted to create this space. So once we started having like our networking event, yeah. we take them there, we get them involved. They would do all this like a little thing, help at the reception, you know, getting ready, fix the table and then all that. And then they just like get involved with everybody, all of our friends, like know them and then they're excited. So we kind of see this community. Yeah. And so when you ask them what is Omek, they know how to explain it. Are they part of this event? They're like whether we're saying into midnight, they'll be there into midnight. Just chatting with people and then so they feel really part so it's just becoming this like a 
I want them to get that sense. And it's like now I think that would be the beautiful thing that we can pass along to them. So hopefully they can take it to the next level. Yeah. And how old are they now? Yeah, Baba is seven. And Baby, a.k.a. Addy, these are their <laughs> nickname, by the way. So we have a Baba who's seven and Baby who's four. Um, so recently, Baby just asked us to change his name because he's a big boy now and then call him Adi and that, last, that, that lasted it for a week and then we completely forgot and going back so kind of working on it so either Adi or baby so. wow so they're ready to take over it sounds like yes Baba is working on YouTube skill now so he want to be the our YouTuber for, for Omek which is cool because he was grew up in that technology so he's yeah, head of media some, department. Yeah, he's getting my phone and uh, like just doing some recording and then you need to sign up, subscribe now, subscribe down for Omeg. I'm like, this is great. So uh, two <laughs> years from now, he'll be like that YouTube influencer for Omeg. There yes. goes your funding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, it's, I mean, it sounds like a joke, but you know, there is something to that where like your son's nativity is this language that he just grows up speaking. Old men like us are going to be adopting a different language, but those kids are going to have grown up speaking levels of communication we can't even possibly fathom. I mean, it is really nice that you have him to, not just that he'll take care of you when you get to be old and you need being taken care of, but it's like in the intermediate stage, professionally, hopefully, you know, it could be at this operation. He could be more of, you know, you guys are going to be assets for each other. Uh, yeah, yeah, forward. absolutely. Uh, because, I mean, think about it. Five years from now, right now, Tic Tac is blowing and, and I feel like, Okay, and so what is going to come? What is the next? So for their generation, this is like what they grew up with. If really he want to be part of like the Omeg, that would be a most natural space for them because they grew up with that. They're kind of part of that. It's yeah. targeted to them. They understand that. So if you can take that and say like, I'm going to own this space and then this is going to be my contribution, it's just going to be a win-win situation. So like, again, we talk about that, that human technology, right? Yeah. And then like, I don't even know what's the name of the new technology now since I'm using the term new uh, human technology. But like they will be, they will be expert in bringing some skill on the table and then like the community that's there, like the learning and the social aspect of it. So it'd be like a win-win situation. Perfect. So that's, yeah, for me, I'm like, yeah, just watch more YouTube and then watch all this. Already it's like a learning from them. And if you build on a business, what do you do? You watch your competitors, what they're doing and like in the space and then and so yeah. now, now that he one is watching the YouTube video and then he's learning, like, how do I learn from them what they're saying and then they, you know, uh, call to action that they're making? How do I learn all this and then bring it? I'm like, oh, you already learning how life works. You're not gonna <laughs> teach you that at school. <laughs> True. So, yeah. So you talked a little bit about the broad vision for Omeg, but uh, what's coming up like in uh, next year or like what, what do you have planned? Yeah, so basically right now what is uh, Omeg is at the point where since last year, um, 2020 kind of created this thing. So we've been doing a lot of virtual networking event, just so putting the word out there for the community and then people to know what who we are, what we're doing and the innovation that we bring into the space. So if this is your first time hearing about Omeg, just go on myomec.com and check us up. So you'll find a lot of good stuff. So right now, the thing that's happening is we're doing our second annual global um, African Diaspora Collaboration Summit. That will be last year we did it, you know, physical space because of COVID. 
we're doing it virtually this year. It will be in November 21st. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you go on our social media, you can find it or just go on the website, like again, my, myomec.com and you can find that there. So the idea of this summit, African Diaspora you know, Summit, is to bring in people of African descent, individual, but also networks that's in the same space and doing these things, organizations that believe in these values, brands that believe in these values. How do we bring everybody together to like discuss the way forward? So yeah, you don't want to miss it. This is like a, a perfect opportunity to not only see other inspirational individual who's like really creating change, real change, like for inspiration, but also meet other people, network. Yeah. So this is a space for that. So yeah, make sure like you check also up and um, yeah, sign up for the event. You don't want to miss it. Cool, November 21st. November 21st. That's a Saturday too. Wonderful. Yes. So the vision of Omex sounds really amazing, but I wonder if you have any challenges that you face. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like anything else, there's always a challenge, right? Yeah, um, especially, I think for, for me, the fact that this is such a, a new w approach, yeah. a new way of thinking and then doing, that's in itself a challenge. And uh, you add to that is a you're dealing with the human, you're mm -hmm. dealing with people, you're dealing with the social creature. Mm -hmm. uh, so like the community building in itself is a challenge. And then the third part of it is because we're looking at it from the approaching it from an entrepreneurial perspective, mm -hmm. there's this gap within the system, within the market, and we want to add as much value as possible um, to solve the problem. And so being an entrepreneur that in itself has a whole load of challenges. So yeah, there's absolutely a um, lot of challenges that we're facing. But the beautiful thing is we have this vision, like I have this vision that's really clear and then I know for fact like how impactful it's going to be. And so that always, you know, get me going. And then also having the support system, a strong support system that keep building just helps a lot. And um, just talking to people and mm -hmm. then just hearing them. Like yesterday I was like having a quick meeting with this person who just went on for like hours, which is like <laughs> normal for me because it's just like, I can, in two minutes into the conversation, I already know what they want. I know, know what they're going to say. Like, because yeah. I've been hearing everybody, I'm like, man, Omek need to exist like yesterday. <laughs> and so it's like that, that just gives you energy and uh, to kind of overcome those challenges. But yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of challenges, but they're not impossible. Just, it's just like almost... You know, you remember my equation yeah. going to the U.S.? Yeah. Like, just <laughs> linear thinking and then forgetting, like, hey, you speak French, they speak English in America. Uh, it's the same thing. There's, like, all these, like, challenges that's there. But if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. I made it, in, you know, in New York. So bring it on. We'll make it happen. If you can make it in New York, you can get out of New York and go anywhere else. That's what I found out. <laughs> <laughs> right there, you see? Yeah. Like, speaking from, like, that's, yeah, a New Yorker, so yeah. Yeah, that's the thing we have in common. New York just, like, built you. It, it built me, and, uh, yeah, we're ready. Just bring it on. And you see your kids uh, continuing your work then? Yeah, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the kids love it. Um, they love the concept of Omec. They've been, like, part of it since the inception of it, and uh, they're just growing up, and they see their parents doing it all the time. They've been a few of the OMEC meetings, and that's one of their favorite parts. Mm 
mm-hmm. because like everybody's like, yeah, oh, these kids are so cute, and then they like become the center of attention. Yeah, uh, which they love, but like the community for me, like that community aspect, like seeing like more people, the parents being part of like a something that's really amazing, yeah. and then them seeing that, it's almost like I'm trying to replicate that experience that I had, you know, in my parents' compound, like that. Yeah community that human technology that i was part of it and that's like really doesn't exist in the west here and then them not being born into that i was like almost afraid that they would never experience something like that so for me omek is a gift it's something that that we can offer them like see the community the importance of the community the power of the community the part of something that's bigger than yourself like it's about giving like the best way you can help i think this quote the best way you can help yourself is by serving others. So, mm. yeah, they're enjoying it. And then in a, in a way, we're building this really for them. Yeah, and Your kids, are, they're natives of a whole different form of communication that, you know, old people like us in our 70s <laughs> couldn't possibly be. And, it, and it's amazing to think of the avenues they'll take it, you know, just having this nativity in a new language and a form of communication that we just We'll have to adapt. We'll have to learn a second form of communication, but they'll just know these things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's really the part because I think you're touching on something right now. For us in our generation, especially for me, like I grew up in this like a human technology, this community aspect, like really I understand that. And but themselves, they don't have that, right? But they have the, 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 the technology, the new technology that's happening, like on, you know, whether it's social media, whether it's like an internet, whether whatever, that, that's what is native to them. That's what they understand. So if they can bridge the two, it will be the best thing. Um, and so I think their generation usually grew up in the space where no people don't really, that part, that community, that human side, that support system, that part is like really not emphasized. You're on TikTok, you're on Facebook, you have millions of followers, you have thousands of friends that just don't exist. They're all <laughs> virtual. And then you feel lonely, but like you have like a two million followers. Um, so that's part. But like, what if you were to make that thousand followers, like real people that you can call, that you can rely on. So if you can bridge those two, and that's what we're trying to build for them. So What you need to do is teach them how to make a call for action. If your kids don't already know how to do that <laughs> at the end of their speech, yeah, a so call to action. Are, we are training them right now to be <laughs> our social media. Your ground team. Ma- yeah, social media <laughs> managers. So they're like, their YouTube skill that they've been watching the whole time. And it's like, <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to make more video for Omek and then subscribe. And yeah, so just watch out. And when you see those cute little kids are making the call out for Omek videos. Those are our boys. We're yeah. training them. It's a hard sell, man. How do you say no to a kid that young? Is that cute, right? You can. You can. You, you just, just can't. can't. Have. <laughs> you just work. have to subscribe. You so have to subscribe. That's a new way. And uh, definitely from our perspective, it's not a child labor. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't send me the stuff because I am not going to comment. I'm going to delete those comments, right? We're teaching our kids the value of a community building so yeah and i really love that your your whole family is involved in in building omek and your wife is the like you're the whole powerhouse it's a family affair and yeah. we actually when you think about it it's a family it's a community right yeah. so, so we build it in that way so because i think a family is like a really that extension that like a next step or like a really farther step for community like community yeah. is like a people come in with the same value same mind and all that stuff but family is like the really next step and for us it's like a really 
we want to go to the next step. So like it's a family affair. Like if you can feel there and then part of something that's bigger and people that you trust and then, yeah, it's a mindset. So wife, me, kids, and yeah, my wife's sister yeah. is helping out. We have a people in our community um, that's been helping out. And then the sister also come in, uh, moved, mm. moved in town, and then they're also helping out. It's like, this is a family affair. Like, yeah. I mean, family is not just people who share the same blood, right? No. It's, it's a bit bigger than that. Yes, that's the yeah. concept. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. So, yes, if you have never heard about Omek, just check us out. We are coming out, and this is it's the way forward. It's the only way forward, whether... This is of people for Af- African descent that we don't and this niche networking and then bringing us coming together, uplifting each other, opening this opportunity because you can't always keep saying like, we don't have an equal access to opportunity, which is true, which is the biggest problem that we're mm-hmm. facing as a people of African descent, regardless of your education, your background, like that's the challenge. But like the way we overcome that challenge, if we all bring together the little successes, resources that we have, then it becomes a bigger resources. Then we are able to uplift each other and support each other and then open those doors that we never even imagined existed. And then we can go in the society where we're in. And, and so it's the best way to like solve this diversity and inclusion today, this lack of representation today. That is the most effective way to do that. So it's the only way forward. Yeah. Um, so that's what it's all makes about. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So really where exciting. people can uh, find you? Yes, that's a <laughs> call to action. Um, before my sons um, started officially doing that, <laughs> let, me, let me do that. Just go on myomec.com. You can find our beautiful website there and then find more information how you can become part of the community, part of this movement that we're building. We can also follow us on social media, um, yeah. LinkedIn, just Omec. You can just type Omec. It will be the first one coming up. Join that community there. Instagram, we have like a really good footprint there. Yeah. Find all the information. It's like omek underscore my underscore omek. So my underscore omek. Yeah. You should be able to find us there. On Facebook, we are there as well. Beautiful. And also, just to be clear, it's not just for people who are necessarily African descent. It's also for people like me who are super interested to support and to be part Wait, of the community. Wait, are you not an African descent? <laughs> You've been fooling me this whole time? <laughs> Like every time we have a conversation, our story is like so similar. It's like, oh yes, yeah, of culturally, co- of yeah, course, of course. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, the idea is like bringing people of African descent so they can support each other, make a life so much easier, so we can be even better integrated within the community because that's we're part of this community, we're part of this society, yeah. and so we want to solve the problem ourselves. Um, by ourselves because we know our own problem more than anybody else and we know the solution more than anybody else. So being more active mm-hmm. and versus asking. I think that's the idea, but you cannot do that by yourself. You have to start taking the action. So that's what we're doing. We're taking the action and it becomes easier now to work with other people. And so all the allies, all the, you know, like friends, all the people that believe in this value, it becomes much easier because there's a lot of people really that believe in this. Yeah. Believe in this is the only way forward. They don't have to be people of African descent. When we build this space, their job becomes even much easier. Yeah. Because they've already been doing this. But if we're fragmented, we're segmented, we not united. So like they want to help how, where they're gonna go, who they're gonna start with. But like this space, they can come in and it just become this powerhouse. Like so yeah, it's not only 
exclusively for people of African descent, but we're taking the initiative to do this, to make this mm -hmm. happen for us, by us. And then, yeah, we're making the work for people like yourself um, to come in and be part of this and be welcome and inside, like, how can I help? Where can I help? And it's just so much easier for everyone involved. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, if an ally is there, you believe in this value, just please go on in and sign on and then just come in and we always have, this is a space, this is a, the society that we want to build for our kids going forward. So, yeah. Beautiful. Um, well, I'm already signed up, so it's you, Bill. Yeah, it's, it goes all up to me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From the African coast of Ireland, where my people came from. <laughs> yes. That mean are you signing up? I'll definitely sign up, of course. Yes. Yes. No like pressure, yes, Bill. Like yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Everyone's looking at me. I feel very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't respond well for pressure. Welcome to the club, Bill. I feel ostracized and... Welcome to the Welcome club. To the it's, a, it's, it's that family time, right? You have been missing for so long. Where have you been? This, this human technology is crushing me. Yeah, it's crushing are, my spirit. We are volunteering you. I'm being volunteering. I'm being compelled to do things I don't feel comfortable doing. So that's out of the way, but thank you so much, Kimo, for being here yeah, with thank us. Thank you, Kimo. This has been great. Thank, no, you thank, for... You for, thank you for having me. I, I feel like really famous right now. I feel like I made it. I can't wait for the podcast to come out and just listen to myself. It's like, whoa, look, I wanted to be, I've been listening to this podcast for so long and now I made it. So life is great. Um, yeah. Well, you can listen to it with two mini use next to you. So that's... <laughs> um, yeah, but like, absolutely. It's been an honor to, to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. Of course. And, uh, and yeah. we are really looking forward to see how Bill is doing after he signs up in yeah. the community. I'll do a special follow-up. Check me out on social media. Follow my experience. Yes. I think pretty soon, maybe one of those podcasts, Bill is going to be like talking about Omek and then his wonderful experience and being part of like this new community, a new way of going forward. It's like... Yeah, I'm looking right. forward to that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to move my family to Conakry. That's Conakry, that's Conakry. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. you are way ahead. You're yeah. like such a quick learner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. This is great. Great. Thank you. Evie, this was another great episode in the can. I commend you for the incredible co-hosting job that you do. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure to be your co-host. So for listeners at home, uh, as Kima mentioned, you can find Omek at uh, myomek.com. And you can find the transcript of this episode on our website, www.wordapodcast.com. And of course, on social media, I hear Bill is running our Twitter. Hmm, yeah, the tongues are <laughs> wagging about our social media. If you want to join the conversation about this episode, uh, look for us on Twitter. I do run the Twitter, Evie. Excellent point. It is at Word Up Podcast on Twitter. Also, we're all we're on we're on the gram. Yeah, we're on the Instagram. Kids love the gram. Yeah, yeah, smash the like button on the gram. Smash the like button. Like don't and forget. subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. And also, if you don't use Instagram, we are also on Facebook. That's where my mother is too. <laughs> I think our mothers know each other. Yeah, my mother, she's scared of everything else, but she's on Facebook. It is true. Yeah, so uh, make sure you subscribe, follow, and uh, don't forget to say hi. We love it when you say hi. We love when you say hi. We need the validation. We really, this. I've come a long way in my life. I need it from the outside. It's yeah. only that means anything. Thank you so much. And thank you, Kimo, again for being here. Yeah, thank you, Kimo. This has been wonderful. Yes! Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Um, One man, you. human technology here. Yeah. Yeah. 
And thank you. And doei. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we can also do another day, but it's and it's another time. And I'm eminently flexible, and this is not your this is not your fault. So. Well. Yeah, you were sitting there, not paying attention. No. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, 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 no, I know, I know. We're a team. Uh, we, we're brothers. People don't know that. Yeah, especially you can tell by the hair. I don't, I don't want people to touch my hair. <laughs> I think that's, that's definitely a, micro, it's a microaggression.